0: Peter's had a presence in this part of the world since 1975. He had an old house in Grainsville that he purchased for $4,000. Mm-hmm. Roof falling in, chickens running up and down the back stairs, and someone stole his bathtub. <laughs> One of the lawyers that closed, the other, the the seller's right. lawyer stole his bathtub.
1: <laughs> the judge stole my bathtub right. and offered it back. Uh, like fifteen years later at another closing.
0: there was a, It was a claw-footed bathtub and it had been dragged down the stairs, and by the time I came along, you know, you still could see the marks from the stairs where this bathtub had been dragged down the stairs, and the, and, and the bathtub was in evidence at a bait shop down the road, <laughs> oh, we holding didn't, we, bait. We
1: didn't need the bathtub, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a matter of that. It was just a joke. It was like, you know, two hours 100 miles from the city you have these sort of frontier shenanigans
0: and he had he had one room that had all tires because it was so the roof was so leaky that you couldn't have anything in that room but old tires <laughs> he fixed the roof i mean it, when we left we you know the house it was it ended up being demolished to make that little park with the hideous sculpture of the the umbrella in Grainsville. but one of the things I was saddest about leaving was was actually the underside of the roof because Peter had Peter had shimmed it up with all kinds of surplus wood that he had. Just every shim was different, and it looked like a Louise Bourgeois sculpture, you know, it was all different kinds of wood, and it was beautiful. and uh, And then, of course, he'd added, and he had dug out the sill and back because the house was settling, and and jacked the whole house yeah. up. Put in, in a new. Cell. In
1: 1870, they they built them too close to the ground on you know dry laid stone, and so they they rotted. And uh, you know they did other things. They hadn't heard of a, a ridge board in those days either.
0: And and the house had a had plank wall.
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't studs. It was like. It was like board and batten, like a one by twelve and a one by twelve. And so you couldn't wire it. I mean there were these vertical voids between boards on the inside of about an inch wide. And they just I don't know, they held up these things that nailed them together and then nailed ledges onto them, and then they took a hand saw and sawed off the, the top the jagged ends at the top and kept going. I mean, it was all amateur. It was probably like a house-building B.
0: It was a two-family house. It had two doors and it a shared hallway in the middle, a little foyer, and then each family had a downstairs, and then they shared the stairs going up, and, and then doors. each family had, uh, there were doors at the top, each family had bedrooms up there.
1: So There were two bathrooms already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we might end up anyway that has um, I was a weekender then so I calculated that I couldn't finish it in my lifetime at the at the pace that I was doing this is before I got to retirement and have you know two or three months up there. and then this addition is the result of that it's like I started at the first year that I had like a full three you know as soon as well, I, I was still teaching.
0: Uh, but he soon, had become a social as, worker, as and he was teaching. As soon as school out in May, I was
1: up here digging.
0: He and was a contractor for thirty years. Then he went back to worker, Columbia and he got his MSW and he became a social worker. Like you know, twelve years,
1: mm-hmm. and now, what am
0: I? So we moved when when we decided to uh, to sell that place. Uh, there was some talk about what, we actually had two houses right in the center of Grainsville, are the one we're describing, and then a, a neighbor died, and we bought her house just to keep just, just to keep it <laughs> the way we were used to it, basically. And uh, So when we, we decided to sell those houses, uh, it became clear that the town really wanted to tear them down along with two other houses to make a park. So we, we got salvage rights. So we went in and we took, you know, at a certain point we took all the old plank doors and certain bits of hardware and uh, uh, windows, old windows. And uh,
1: So we're the, gradually replacing uh, hollow core doors with these 1870s. Plank, plank doors, doors in with- this house knobs and box locks on the surface. Yeah. There's a couple in this house we'll show you.
0: Yeah, the, the doors We're, are nice. We've got
1: three now, and there's one about to happen and a few
0: more. She was, she was quite a character. I mean, I don't know how to… you know, I think her stories in some ways are more characteristic of the area than anything we can tell. She She had this, she came from an old family, you know, she was a Slater on one side, and that's one of the oldest families around here. But there was something going on with her family and the local people. People didn't like her family. She told me, she told us that her, they called her mother dirty, and she said her mother wasn't dirty. Her mother was the cleanest person she'd ever known. And they chased her and her sister Marjorie home from school, which would have been a one-room schoolhouse probably, but they, it was so bad, the harassment, that the teacher had to let Paula and her sister Marjorie out early, give them a 15-minute head start to get home before these other kids. And when she was an old lady, when we knew her, her sister Marjorie would come to visit from Kingston, and she wouldn't go out of the house because she she was so uh, leery of the local people. So there was something going on that we, we never did uh, fully understand, but uh, she, the houses in Gransville, her, hers and the one we had, had been close to the road, which I guess was what they used to do back in the day because well, the road wasn't there. The road wasn't there basically. It, they, the road was just a path. So when they made a road wide enough for two cars, in A highway,
1: state highway.
0: The, the porch came off our house, so our house was without a porch, but Paula, her porch just was right next to the road. and it was uh, so anyone walking along the road had to go right by Paula, who's sitting in her house, hidden behind vines. Sitting on that porch. Screen
1: doors and or screens and right. lines.
0: They would, no one would know she was there. It was kind of an so old she, house falling got down. To listen to so everything. she Yeah, she listened. And there was a payphone across the street at the grocery store, and she heard all kinds of things. And uh, she was very stealthy. You know, she'd she'd come over to our house early in the morning and leave a pie in the back steps. We never heard her. She'd pick blackberries muffins and make or, something. or muffins, or something. We never heard her, but she it was there, and uh, and she'd go into the grocery store across the street. And she she kind of, you know, she was big, but she was uh, like an animal. You know, she moved quietly, and uh, she'd hear things. And I mean, when they. When they affected us, she'd tell us, like one time she heard them, uh, Peter, there was a tree growing up right in front of part of our house, and uh, it began scraping on the roof. And Peter joked about it, you know, well, that tree's getting pretty big. (laughs) So one day he went up with a sawzall. (laughs) And he cut back the roof so the tree would have room to grow. Well, well, the people.
1: And they put in a piece of oak for it to
0: rub on. Right. So, so the people, the good old boys, were sitting around in the store across the street, and Paula, Paula was, you know, hanging out in the soup can aisle listening to them, and they were watching through the front window of the store. The store's burned down now. You won't see it. And of course, our house was removed to make a park. But you know, they were all looking out the window and saying. Well, I guess that city fella's finally decided to cut down that tree that's taken over us. Oh my God, he's cutting off a piece of the house. Shit, that old boy is cutting off a piece of the roof. Another time, well, this was part of a much longer story, but water came to that house in Grangeville the way it came to so many of the other houses in town. It came from a spring up in a, up in the hill or mountain in a farm up higher, and it came down the hill, and all the, the houses in town were either owners or renders of, of water. We were an owner, and then just because the house had been there a long time, and then maybe... You know, your neighbor might the be a water renter. Water was
1: free, and the renters, I think, paid a whopping twenty-five dollars a year.
0: Right, and the owners paid nothing. And
1: the pipes were ancient by this time.
0: But there was there was a kind of board of people who who, you know, just looked over over oversight for the water, and they received an, and they were composed of local people, and uh, local people include quite a few prison guards, um, and. At one point, who have their own culture and are kind of libertarian in their instincts. So the state uh, inspected the water from, coming from the spring, and they found E. coli in it.
1: No, they didn't. They, they just imposed a new thing that water had to be sampled three times a week. Oh,
0: that in, was it.
1: In, in small com- you know, companies like this.
0: Right. So, so the, the, the head of the water board told the state to go fuck itself. Well, the state closed down the water system. <laughs>
1: so it dissolved and we you know we couldn't afford a well. It took us like it took
0: five years five
1: years to save up the four thousand dollars that you more or less had to have to, to drill a well.
0: We were not we were not high high uh end summer people. We didn't, have people, we didn't Peter had bought that house for four thousand dollars. The, the one in, in were, town, this and was quite a bit more of uh, so, so we so. didn't, we had no, everyone else in town was affected by the well, the water company closing down, dug a well. They we, lived there, we they showered had showered at
1: the swimming pool, yeah. there was a, like a town pool, and we got water. Somewhere. I think we actually brought Jugs of water from the city, which is.
0: And we bought our dishes back and forth. Know, we would take our dishes in a plastic laundry thing back to the
1: city to wash. To a dishwasher, right. a bucket of dishes. And we got along. You know, and so.
0: we would get water for the toilet from the creek and, and joint compound buckets. You know, Peter would go down right. and pull, them up, pull up water by a rope, and we'd come home with the. The water for so for five years you know we had no running water anyway when we decided to, to build drill a well it was a big deal it was a big deal for us so on the side of the house this this uh big I, I rig, big is rig comes in the and 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 the they're going down and down and the, Paul is in the store and the old boys are sitting around in the window and 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 it, are they saying things like Oh, golly, that guy's finally getting a well. Good for him. No, they're saying, well, looks like that city boy is drilling where there's quicksand. You know, he's going to, that whole rig's going to sink. He's never going to get a well there. <laughs> Just mean stuff.
1: <laughs> Somebody had, like, the the, the the immediate previous owner of the house had uh, He was a barber on this side, and I think he wanted the house had sort of two halves, so he wanted to set up a barber shop, right? And he needed, he thought he needed a parking lot, so he got a bulldozer to go around and start, like pushing dirt in the bank behind, and it uh, it got mired in wet stuff, so which they immediately dubbed quicksand, right? And they They abandoned the project, and there was these willows growing in the so called quicksand, so yeah, quicksand, yeah, everything's quicksand, and of course, they have tornadoes here, you know, like if a windstorm knocks down a tree, that's where the tornado touched down,
0: <laughs> so
1: you can't like make this stuff up.
0: people think Grantsville's a really quaint town, but we were we We And we had, you know, friends there, not our immediate neighbors, but we have memories that it was kind of a mean town, (laughs) not very friendly to outsiders.
1: (laughs) You know, 200 years we might have crept into the society there, which of course we didn't even want to be
0: (laughs) in. So when we moved up here, we, we, uh, uh, you know, this… You know, I it, this is a friendlier place for us. Although, you know, there are divisions here too. I think between, um, y- you know, there are political divisions and uh, but
1: it never comes to cultural
0: any. divisions. But it never nothing, comes to anything, nothing, that anything. never comes to anything. I've never heard anybody say anything mean up here. You know. So you're saying that there's that big difference in culture between Grantsville oh, and yeah. Blairville? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. From from our perspective, there was a big difference. I mean, here, this is really becoming Brooklyn on the Neversink. You know, up and up and down the street, so many, so many artists have moved in. Um, now, I'm a writer. I can't say there are too many other writers, although there are a few. And Peter also has been uh, is is a writer. He's writing his memoir, but um. Uh, but of artists, we have. A plethora and musicians, you know, just up the road. I mean, up to, up Taylor Road is a, a, actually a kind of a famous musician. We don't see too much of him. He's not a participant in neighborhood activities, but Gary Peacock lives just up the road. He plays with Keith Jarrett, and then up up Wildcat Road lives uh, lives Bill bugan who does is a big part of neighborhood activities. But he's a world class percussionist. You know, did you meet him? No, he, he's, he plays,
1: and he play he he plays with Woodstock musicians. Right, I mean, he plays, he plays with tabla players, guitar players. Yeah, mostly they can be.
0: He plays with Steve Goren. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Steve Goren. Yeah. they can be you know Indian, Brazilian.
0: He has house concerts that are wonderful. He brings in uh, terrific musicians. So this was a tannery town, actually. Um, there, there
1: was a population of like thousands of people here there were houses all over and there were little uh, sawmills um, and there were well, like kilns for um, what the hell are the kilns for
0: Well, the kilns cooked the wood which oh, made the they got yeah. the tannin to tan the leather and that, that was the industry here. Claryville was a tanning place and they it was, they made it made red leather. Which is the Union troops in the Civil War like this red leather for their boots and chaps and stuff, you know, because with their uniforms, which were blue, it was kind of a patriotic.
1: And they came from Claryville. They came
0: from Claryville.
1: We've seen pictures. This is and I did a double take because there's absolutely no trees anywhere.
0: They logged off the whole place.
1: But, but then there's also. Um, Grahamsville has. It's in the mountains, like as opposed to Grahamsville. So there's. There's tracts, there's large holdings of land by basically rich people up here, and there's the camp. So, you know, it's, the population is small, the, the, the uh, uh, places, that is, uh, the lots are bigger, and, 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 you know, it's a different thing.
0: They're, they're large. But the taxes are
1: here. higher, uh, Not. slightly, because... The the town that the Gramsville is in is in the reservoirs and gets uh, money from the city, whereas we actually don't.
0: Claryville split in two, actually. Half of Claryville is in the town of Neversink in Sullivan County, along with Gramsville and Monticello and etc. cetera. And then our part of Claryville is in the town of Denning in Ulster County. And we're actually much, you can see on the road out there, Route 19, you know, when the stripe disappears from the r- road, you're in Denning. Denning doesn't have the money to put a stripe in the road.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, it stops there.
0: I think Claryville might have been a very different place, you know, years ago. I've heard stories. We, we bought we bought a Hoosier from a man down the road who's from one of the old families, and, and he confirms the rumors that you've heard about a sort of, Incest or a lot of wife-swapping going back and forth, long winters and people running back and forth. And actually, our old house in Gramesville was part of a wife-swapping thing, because the, the barber was having enough... Either the barber's wife was... Uh, there was a barber in our house the, in Gramesville, and, and then the across the street was an next undertaker. Next door. No, it was undertaker next door, and then across the street was a sawmill where they made the coffins. And there were sort of... You know, we never could figure out where the adultery took place. Was it in the barber shop? Was it in the was it in the undertaking place among the coffee? People will find it. Please. Was it the sawmill? We don't know. We heard stories, but up here, you know, Larry, our neighbor, said that was going on right and left, and you know, people just switched wives, switch husbands, you know, all the time because they didn't have anything else to do. So, you know, that was that was that was the old days. Now, you know. It's about community gardens and music and, you know. So <clears throat> kids yeah. in the beach, ho- the swimming hole by the river, it's a very wholesome but
1: room. But the swimming hole has been a sort of unifying thing. Because there was no place, you know… But the, but the fire company has pancake breakfast not once a year, but once a month. and. Uh, It started when they got in financial trouble, building a a building that was too expensive for them, and that's how they paid for it. But it became a tradition. So
0: that's really until the
1: beach. That was sort of the center of town. But But, and
0: that's really local. That's a local thing. That's that's really old mountain culture. You know, I mean, and the volunteers. It's not like the summer people which we're part of, of course, volunteer in droves for the fire department. You know, the fire department is the truly local people. And, you know, recently we had a garden party in the community garden, which is sort of, you know, the town supervisor calls us the flower people. We're part of the flower people. <laughs> you know, everyone brings a dish. It's very nice, but it's also very much a a summer people's event, you summer,
1: know. Summer, it's the artists.
0: And, and across the street... It, there was the fire department having an event, an open house to see the engines, and having a craft fair, and you know, we meant to go over there but didn't. But I'm sure it was a completely different crowd, you know. So there are divisions, but they're not unfriendly. They're just kind of divisions, you know. I I don't know what.
1: Yeah, when I go to a breakfast, there'll be hundreds of people there that I don't recognize. At the fireman's breakfast, seen. yeah.